This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So now Posey ranges away, and throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. It's a left. Tagging is Bailey. Juan's got it. Here's the throw. And this game is over. The Guardians will... I'm sure have somebody look at it, and now the umpires are going to look at it. They have nothing to lose. Hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Loveman here with Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. And look at it, those umpires did, and they called Patrick Bailey safe, and the Giants got one of the more improbable walk-off wins of the year against the Cleveland Guardians yesterday. Uh, we are recording this, by the way, on Thursday, September 14th. So obviously we're talking about the Wednesday, September 13th win that the Giants were able to take uh, two of three from the Guardians. That was one of the more surprising wins of the year, it felt like, Shasky. Absolutely. I mean, given the heading into the homestand, it felt like felt like it was over, right? It really did. It felt like it was over, but then you look up and you're like, ah, Colorado, Cleveland. And for them to win a couple of these games in dramatic fashion, it meant a lot. I, I you know, I think we've spent enough time being negative and down in the dumps. You got to give them love when you go five and one on a homestand. You know, I, I thought that that game was over at five one. I went and oh, same you know, here. I was at the O club and I was working out and I'm watching on the TV. I'm at five one. I was so frustrated. I take a hot tub, a sauna. I come out, Bonte goes, they won. I go, no, they didn't. 5-1. I couldn't believe it. No, I was shocked too. So I uh, I was just about to go down for my nap. Uh, so yeah, they're down 5-1. It's like, oh, I can conk out here. They're not going to do anything. I don't need to worry. For whatever reason, I woke up about 20 minutes into my nap, check my phone, and it's game's tied. I'm like, you, you assholes. So I got out of bed, dragged myself to my couch, which is, you know, right, right there. You can kind of see it. And uh, watched the rest of the game. I skewed the nap to watch some Giants baseball and ended up being a very fun game. So uh, again, great way to finish off the homestand there for the Giants. This is episode uh, 75. Uh, I know you're probably thinking I'm going to go with Barry Zito. That's not where I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go with this one, Shasky. Camilo Duvall. Ooh, that's another good one, actually. Uh, but no, I don't like to do jersey numbers. I like to do fun little stat okay, nuggets okay, instead. Okay. Um, but in 350 plate appearances, over 98 career games with the Giants, Luis Gonzalez struck out exactly 75 <laughs> times. Adios Pelota or Adios Why Luis Gonzalez. Why you guy bad like that? Oh, man. It was, it was actually wasn't bad. So that's a 21% strikeout rate, which is slightly below what the major league average was uh, last year. So he wasn't horrible striking out, but not enough for the Giants to prevent the Giants from releasing him this week. Uh, 
We remember we thought last year that the Giants had found another kind of gem in the rough there with Luis Gonzalez. He had that really great May. He hit 368, a 910 OPS, 13 RBIs that month. And we're just like, oh man, Farhan's done it again. Uh, yeah, no, it, uh, he went hit 210 the rest of that season. And it was just the same mistakes every single time. And, uh, not a shock that, uh, that he's no longer with the team. No, no, it's not a shock. Can I ask you who the top five players are this year for the Giants in terms uh, of games played? Uh, do you already know the answer to that one? Or do you want I, me to? I do. That? Do you? Okay. Uh, in terms of games played. All right. So I'm going to go with Wilmer Floor. Do you want an order? I'm going to go in no particular no, order. No, any order. Any order. Give yeah. me any of the top five. All right. Uh, game show music. Uh, let's see. Wilmer Flores. That's I one. Um, Jock Peterson. That's two. He's number five on the list. All right. Patrick Bailey. Nope. Okay. Uh, uh, JD Davis. Yep. Number one on the on the entire All team. Right. One hundred and thirty-three um, games played. Go with Lamont Wade Jr. Number two, one twenty-two, and there's one more. Uh, let's go with the Casey Schmidt. No. I'm going to give it to you. It's Michael Conforto. Oh, so in order, from, from five to one, Jock Peterson, 106, Conforto, 111, Flores, 113, Lamont Wade Jr., 122, J.D. Davis, 133. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because I'm very conflicted. That is who your top five guys are in terms of gameplay this year. Mm -hmm. Jock's on a one-year deal. Conforto's on a one-year deal. Flores is on a one-year deal. Lamont Wade is older, but still under team control. Jay Davis, older, still under some team control. That's not good. I was hoping not that there would be one of the youngsters in the mix. And so that's why I feel very conflicted as we talk about them being alive in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I see the merit in chasing the playoffs. But it's like, if those are your top dogs, I don't know. Did, am, yeah. am I wrong for feeling that way? No, I think there's a lot of conflicted emotions that Giants fans are feeling right now. And I kind of want to get into that because I'm glad you bring up the playoff chase because the Giants, they are in the thick of this playoff chase. As of right now, uh, they are a half game behind the Arizona Diamondbacks for that sixth and final wild card spot. The Reds just lost the Detroit Tigers, got mollywhopped by them eight to two. So the Giants now have a, a half game lead on the Reds for that first kind of outside looking in spot. So the Giants are actually in it. And yet I was driving home, I'm listening to Steiny and Guru, and it's just like there's no there's no excitement for this playoff chase because Giants fans are just kind of rejecting this brand of baseball here. And it's it's a weird, almost kind of moral quandary for Giants fans. Do you want this team to make the playoffs or not? And it really feels like there is a segment of Giants fans out there that just either don't care or almost don't want them to make well, the play. Well, let me, okay, so let's go farther down this list, right? Let's. I'm going to give you 15 players, the top 15 players in terms of appearances this year for the Giants, okay? Tyler Rogers, Camilo mm -hmm. Duvall, Luis Matos, Austin Slater, Bailey, Crawford, Schmidt, Yastrzemski, Sable, Estrada, Peterson, Conforto, Flores, Wade, J.D. Davis. Who's here in two years? Uh, Luis Matos, Patrick Bailey. I think Tyler Rogers probably stick around for another couple of years. Uh, Doval will be here. Uh, did you say Logan Webb on that one? Nope. Okay. Yeah, Estrada. Right, yeah, Tyra. Ooh. Tyra Estrada. That might be interesting in two two years from now. That might be interesting. I'd I'll put him as a, as a 
60% maybe. So I'll go we've got that. four players essentially out of your top 15 that we think maybe should be, could be on this team a couple years from now. That right there is why Giants fans are lukewarm on what we're seeing. Like, yeah, I, I, to me, that I think that's a clear indication. This thing that we root for laundry, okay, to a degree, when you're outstanding and you're so excellent, mm-hmm. winning 107, we'll root for laundry, but you still had Posey. And you still had Crawford and you still had Brandon Belt and you still had guys that we cared about, at least to some degree. I just don't see that with the current bunch. And if you told me Luis Matos and I like Matos, but if you told yeah. me he doesn't pan out a couple years from now, would you be that surprised? No. And part of it is, well, part of it is just because I'm, when it comes to Giants prospects panning out, the history has kind of taught me to believe that it's probably not going to happen, especially when it comes to outfielders. Uh, but as I've said before, I do think Matos is the best outfield prospect to come out of this farm system, in, at least in my lifetime, uh, which I think is more an indictment on just how bad it's really been. But yeah, I think it's a good point there when you talk about why people aren't really jazzed up about this playoff run. It's because there's no one they're really getting jazzed up about. I mean, we talk about who who's a guy you can get behind. I mean, I say Logan Webb or Camille Duvall, but if you want a position player, which I know a lot of people like, yeah, you're, you're kind of forcing yourself to really get into Patrick Bailey. Who's great. I like Bailey a lot. He's going to be a very great asset for this team. I think for years to come, but he's, he's not that dude that giants fans, I think are craving for right now. He could, and that'd be awesome. If he does, I think Matos, maybe he could be that guy. It would be cool, but saying they might be that guy, is not the same as saying they are that guy. Well, we need to be saying they are that guy for us to start caring. And it's just, it's just, you're just not seeing it happen right now. And you're seeing a lot of Giants fans almost to the point where they're rooting against this team making the playoffs. Well, I think that like right now you're, you're competing as Major League Baseball against other sports and content in general, like television in general. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any characters that I have an emotional attachment to, you better have a freaking rock star show. You know, Game yeah. of Thrones killed off all their characters, but you loved all the characters or hated all the characters. I'm looking at even their pitching staff because I think we make a lot about platooning the everyday players. Mm-hmm. What about the pitching staff? It's Logan Webb. It's Alex Cobb. And then it's another faceless, nameless group of guys that are all going to go under 120 innings pitched for the season. Like there's nothing to be attached to outside of Logan Webb, Cobb, Doval, and the pitching staff too. So like, mm-hmm. it's not just the hitters that they're platooning. They I'll also have Harrison in there too. Okay. I want to be optimistic. <laughs> okay. But, but yeah, I, I see what you mean though. Let, let's, let's call it what it is. Like he's pitched four times, five times. Mm-hmm. And one of them was great. The rest have been, yeah, you know, like, let's be real, you know, let's, you got to be honest here. So I, I don't know, Sam, like I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I kind of get why Giants fans are reluctant to embrace this playoff race. Yeah, I think a part of it is, and this is kind of from conversations that I've had with some of my friends who are Giants fans. Yeah, kind of conversations I've seen online. It's almost there's a desire to want to see this team miss the playoffs because that's the only way change will happen. Do you agree with that at all? I don't ever want to root against my team. I know that's the, that's the quandary I'm in right now. But at the same time, what would be better for the organization? Like taking a small step back to take a big step forward or to remain status quo. And then, you know, limp into the playoffs again, limp, limp into the playoffs as the, the six, seven seeds. And I don't know. Is it worth it almost? Yeah. I, I hear what you mean. I, I'm the same way. Like I don't want to root against the giants right now. 
I, I want them to make the playoffs. I'm going to root for them to make the playoffs because okay, I do okay. believe that getting guys like Patrick Bailey, Luis Matos, Kyle Harrison, Casey Schmidt, giving them a taste of that playoff atmosphere, I do think it's beneficial for them. I don't think it'll hurt at all. The other thing is, it's just, I just, I just can't find with Emmy as a fan to root against my own team in that situation. Like it's a very unique situation the Giants get, are in. You know, I'm, I'm very anti-tanking in that sense. I'm always going to root for them to win. And, but it is weird because it's like, if they do win, it does kind of feel like it's going to lock the current situation in place long term, which would be a bad thing. But because usually when you want a, a GM and a manager to get fired, you don't really need to root for them to lose. They're going to do it on their own. It's very rare that we have a situation where you want guys to get fired, even though they're winning, which really just goes to show just the, the bad brand of baseball that we're seeing here. Uh, we had Dave Fleming on the morning roast yesterday. We kind of, you know, postulated this at him as to, you know, why things are going so bad right now and what changes could come. And here is kind of what he had to say, win or lose might happen. Well, I don't think the Giants are going to be, no matter what happens here, I don't think they're going to be delusional about what their strengths and weaknesses okay. are. I do think this, I think this year has been sobering. I think when you talk to Farhan and Gabe, they had higher expectations. They really are disappointed with the way the second half has gone. And, you know, I hope that means some changes need to be made. Uh, you know, I'm not saying firing people, but like, hey, we need to reevaluate how we assess this roster. I think that's, to me, that's a fair takeaway from the last couple months. And so I don't think whatever happens here is going to change that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. What did you think of the Red Sox firing the GM? Because I, I want to get into something here in a second. In 2018, yeah. the Red Sox won the division for the third consecutive season, and they won the World Series that year. Mm -hmm. The very next year, they were literally nine games over 500, 76 and 67, but they were almost 20 games behind the Yankees in the AL East, and they fired Dave Dombrowski, and they brought in another guy in the fall of 2019 who just got fired. What did, what did you make of just what the Red Sox have done because I view the Red Sox as a template for who the Giants should be in the shadow of the Dodgers, the way the Red Sox are in the shadow of the Yankees. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Yeah, Hyambloom, I've he was the guy when he used he came from the Rays. When the Giants moved off of Sabian and Evans, he was actually at the top of my list of guys who I wanted to take over the uh, take over after Brian Sabian. I was very big on Hyambloom because he kind of came my 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 belief is if you can make the Rays a really good baseball team, you're probably good at your job. So I would like to hire you. The Dodgers figured that out with Andrew Friedman. And I looked at High and Bloom. It's like, yeah, it'd be a great guy to get. Giants went with Farhan instead, which is like, hey, I'm on board with that as well. Because Farhan came from that same school thought of really getting into analytically developing through the farm system and getting that intern those internal players uh, up into the big league roster. I think part of it with Bloom, I I, I call High and Bloom Farhan East. Uh, in terms of just they kind of I think their their process is very similar and the success they've had is kind of very similar. With the Red Sox, I feel like Bloom had a kind of a tough situation to dig out of. Uh, I always say like following up Dave Dombrowski, this is why I would never want the Giants to hire Dave Dombrowski because it's all just build up for one title and then leave a pile of rubble for the next guy to clean up. I think Hyam Bloom, he just kind of got screwed over having to clean up the rubble that David Dombrowski usually leaves behind when he leaves Series. organizations. Like they and, won the World Series, Sam. Like I get what you're saying about David yeah. Dombrowski. They won the World Series. And I ask you this. 
because I think the Red Sox thinking over the last 20 years has evolved a lot since they started winning World Series. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Okay. Just making the playoffs as one of the low seed wild cards does not mean job retention. Does not mean that it's a job well done, does it? Not again, context does matter in this context because nothing exists in a vacuum. The context matters. Uh, that being said, no, in this situation, it's not enough. Okay. So then why do Giants fans accept anything less? Uh, Red Sox I, have the most championships since 2000. Guess who's number two? The Giants. Giants. I Hey, you're preaching to the choir when I it know, comes just to saying, uh, holding like, standards to a higher level. No, I agree. And I do think that, again, and I, I, I had a chat with Mark Willard about this yesterday, just kind of in terms of what changes might be made if they make or miss the playoffs. He's under the belief that everyone's coming back. I think that my if I were to put money on it, I think Kapler goes, Farhan stays. That's my guess. If so I had he gets to, to hire another manager? Well, isn't that usually how it works? The manager's the scapegoat, and then if things don't work with the next manager, then everybody goes. So he that's, that's what Bruce I think Bochy. is going to happen. Hmm? He pushed out Bruce Bochy. Oh, I think that was, I think, someone above Farhan, uh, who I don't want to mention right now, <laughs> Larry Bear, uh, who who orchestrated that one there. Um, but no, in this situation, I do think no matter what, you have to have some sort of change. If you're not going to change personnel, that you at least have to change things philosophically. And okay. that's what I don't know if Farhan's capable of doing. Smart people, I believe, are capable of doing that. And everyone says Farhan's super smart. So I don't – changes definitely need to be made. As Fleming said, I don't think the Giants are going to be like, oh, we made the playoffs as a sixth seed and got knocked out by the Brewers in the first round. Everything's going according to plan. There's no way you can rationally say that. If that does happen, oh, lordy, that 2024 baseball season is going to be very, very brutal.